2: Welcome back to another ITM short. This one is Manny being Manny on the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey with Joey Capone and myself, Steve Peralt. Joey, first off, how you doing? Sox won another series for you tuning in. On Wednesday, the Red Sox have taken the first two against the Tigers. They've won their sixth series in a row. They're buzzing. I don't give a damn if the team stinks. If you're winning mm-hmm. series after series after series, we were saying this back when the team was 10 to 19. It's pretty simple in Major League Baseball. You just got to win series to get
3: back in the postseason hunt. They've done that, and they're back in the postseason hunt. Joey, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, and Cora said the same thing. They're after exactly that. They're after series wins. So it uh, feels good. Uh, I didn't even really think about the fact that they won the series tonight because uh, it was a little bit of a heart attack ending there. But everything fell into place, and here we are. Five games above 500? (laughs) Seven. Seven? Jeez, seven. The the
2: above 500 thing is – let's get a uh, to-the-minute update on the standings real quick, which might Mm -hmm. be different by the morning. If you go to MLB.com, the standings take a second to come up. Uh, The Sox now are – well, the Rays beat the Yankees, so Sox are still a half game up on the Rays, Mm -hmm. and they are a game behind – the Toronto Blue Jays. Does that mean the,
3: the Jays lost tonight?
2: Jays, dude, Jays are playing the White Sox right now, which mm-hmm. is great. I always call it great radio because when you listen to this, that game's going to be decided. Mm-hmm. But Jays lose that. Sox are a half game behind the Jays. This has happened so fast, and it's been a beauty to see. We're going to talk a lot more about uh, the series and everything that happened this week in our recap episode late Wednesday night. But for now, Joey, mm-hmm. This short is dedicated to Manny Ramirez. Manny was back in town at Fenway Park on a Monday when he probably should have been there for when he was getting inducted to the Red Sox Hall of Fame along with David Ortiz. But instead, he decided, you know what? I'm going to show up on a random Monday against the Detroit Tigers, and I don't care who's throwing out the first pitch because you're going to have to push them back. I'm throwing out the first pitch now, (laughs) and it's going to be to David Ortiz. I kind of feel bad for whoever was lined up to throw out the first pitch. It's not happening now. Was it not scheduled at all? Did he just show up? I would like to imagine he just showed up. This quote from Alex Cora after the game, I love Cora after a W and after like a couple W's when he's mm-hmm. just kind of feeling himself a little bit in the presser in a good way. Exactly. He goes, Manny's the only guy that misses his Red Sox Hall of Fame induction and comes and throws out the first pitch on a Monday. <laughs> that's <laughs> why, that's why he is who he is. Which is just so accurate. That's exactly yeah. what it is. When I and by the way, Joey, and I'm sure you notice this too, mm-hmm. how many times did the broadcast panned to David Ortiz and Manny Ramirez about
3: 8,000. I think maybe 8,001. I think it just just touched 8,000 right at the end of the game. Yeah, but I, I was fine with that. I wanted to see it. That's exactly what I wanted to see. I would have taken a live feed in the corner of the screen the whole game. Yeah, I was fine with it too, but it hit a certain point where I'm like, okay, we've seen these
2: guys like we we understand, but the core of it is that it's just fun to see Manny back at Fenway. It, it's enjoyable. To see him with Poppy and to reminisce about 04, 07, the good old days. And I'm reminded that I think I think I, I was born at the perfect time for what happened with the Red Sox. Like, I mm-hmm. think being born at the beginning of the 90s puts you in a really good spot for like 04. You feel like you've struggled your whole life, even though it's only been 14 years. They win the World Series. Obviously, the comeback against the Yankees. Manny being so important to that wins World Series MVP. Then 07, you know, another magical year. And that was more the more poppy than Manny in 07. But of course he had the walk-off against K-Rod and the ALDS and on and on they go. But I mean it's it's let's be real. The the steroid stuff sucked with Manny. That was not when when that came down and he got suspended and you know, the whole thing. It's, we just had to eat that. As Sox fans, there was no getting out of that thing. The David Ortiz, all that report, that's all garbage. Like, that's, he likely was, was showed up on a list for a substance that was legal when he, when he got, you know, not even bopped for it. Like, that was supposed to be anonymous. The guy took a billion steroid tests since then, passed them all. So that's a bunch of garbage. And it shows that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But for Manny, I think we look at Manny kind of like Giants fans look at Barry Bonds, where it's like, Mm -hmm. he's our guy. He was a goof. He got caught up in PEDs. And he doesn't get thrown in the mix with these other steroid guys because he's such a goof. No. I, think I
3: know. Why. I was gonna say, doesn't it feel a little bit easier to accept Manny versus Poppy? Like, wouldn't you take it this way versus the other way around? As oh, 100%. far as yeah. yeah, in
2: terms of what happened. Oh, oh yes, yes. Those as far favorite,
3: as yeah, geez. getting popped for for steroids. Yeah. Something 100%. about it just I just, you can just chalk it up as Manny being Manny again, just to stay it's, like with, with the title of the episode. It's like, Oh yeah, I did some, some chemicals, whatever. Yeah. yeah whatever. Did he
2: didn't even know, dude. He thought it was like sleeping pills. He and was, it was having like fun. Super mega steroids.
3: Yeah. So it's he all was good. out there having a good time. That's what he does. as yeah, a ball player.
2: It doesn't really matter, but no, Manny Ramirez. It's great to see him back at mm-hmm. the park. And so naturally he hops up there in the booth. I hear Dave O'Brien saying that he's going to join Kevin Millar and Eckersley up there. Uh, Millar, by the way, we're going to have him on this show. He, I just want, I'm stating that now. Our our dear friend, Sarah Coffin, who books our alumni interviews, says Millar is going to happen. So that's going to be hilarious, first off. Yeah. Secondly, another wild series for Malar. Every game he's talking about showering with guys. And like, oh, you it. never know what you're going to get. But when I heard Manny was going up there, Joey, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, this is this is going to be interesting. Like, hopefully he can warm him up. And he had a really slow start. Like, it was kind of like you're talking to a kid. Like, you have a kid. It's kind of like talking mm-hmm. to a kid. It's not at all like, like talking
3: to a two-year-old, I'll say. No, I know. I'm saying It's more yeah, like no, whatever. It was like, like 10 11, words.
2: Let's say an 11-year-old. Sure, yeah. But, like, more of like a, hey, you know, you had fun, right? Yeah, I had fun. Like, oh, it's really great to see Poppy, right? It's really great to see Poppy. You know, it's a yeah. lot of this, like. How was uh, school? It was good. School was good. You learned <laughs> like, a lot? Mm-hmm. Basically, that was the whole thing, and so I'm reading it. I always, you know, do deep dives on these in the booth interviews, and I'm looking at Dave and Eck, and I'm thinking they have no idea what to say right now, and I don't even blame them because Manny's just kind of repeating what Millar is saying. Yeah. So naturally, I forgot who who said something that got Manny going a little bit, but I think eventually he got a little more comfortable because in in his natural state, Manny looks a little uncomfy kind of all the time. Like you never really know what's on his mind, and he's always just looking like he forgot you know left the oven on at home or something yeah and so naturally he then finally gets to the let's play the audio let's let's play the audio now Mm -hmm. because these quotes made me lean up in in the couch i was like oh wait a second like we're getting something from
0: manny there's a lot of pressure playing in boston there's no getting around it Ask the guy i mean really hey but you gotta understand this if you haven't played in boston or new york you're not in the big leagues man that's true Hey, it's like if you put Jeter in Kansas City in those years, right? He was just a regular player. Yeah, you put him on that big stage and hit four hundred in the postseason for many many years. Ooh. Oh, there's no
2: doubt about no it. Doubt. Right? So first off, Joey, mm-hmm. the if you haven't played in Boston or New York, you're not in the big leagues. It's such a baller line. It's a bar. Yeah, like that's Drake is missing a line like that in the, in the new yeah. album. Let's just put it that way. Like that is. A baller line to say and it's mm-hmm. well if i'm a fan of let's say like i don't know the dodgers or some of these other big name teams the mets mm-hmm. dodgers it's a it's a light you know vibe there so it's not like it's super hard to play there but just big big team cardinals you know who were just in town mm-hmm. i'd be like what they had to play for the red Sox, or i, I guess when he's saying new york he probably means the mets too just because of that environment I but yes yeah yeah he but I,
3: the yankees deep down Mm-hmm. yeah i i, I but, think so yeah but i i think that a lot whenever a guy gets drafted to i don't know let's just pick on the tigers because they're in town that, yeah. that's yeah. that's just gotta suck you gotta think that like you know uh, it's not it's no one's childhood dream outside of the residence of detroit to like oh, i want to play at tiger stadium no no one's yeah. no one's
2: rushing to say can't wait to to live in detroit i think no. it's um it's it was a cool line. I like that he said it, and I get what he was saying. That the atmosphere is different. Mm-hmm. And Manny's from the Bronx, right? Then he grew up in like the Bronx area, and then he played majority of his career in in uh, in Fenway. So it's like this yeah. guy basically was bone in it. You know, he was mm-hmm. he's been around these atmospheres. And talk about somebody that handled it seemingly with ease. Like, of course, Manny had some some moments that he'd likely want back. I think he alluded to it a little bit too. I, I forget word for word what he said, but he basically mm-hmm. was like, you know, when you, when it's all said and done, when your career is over, you look back on things. It really makes you appreciate kind of what you had. And alluding to the fact, maybe he didn't fully appreciate what he had here before he got Delta LA. But mm-hmm. I just thought that was a great line. in The Jeter line. I that's mean, that's the big
3: one. That's the that's, headline. That's the yeah. quote card.
2: If Jeter played in Kansas city, just be another player now every Yankee fan ran to be oh you you need the context all the context and like even when I'm tweeting it out it was like I put that quote like I know I know this wasn't an insult by Manny but I'm taking it as one anyway like it's like it's Derek Jeter so and Mm -hmm. if our guy Manny who's like one of my favorite players of all time he says it then yeah I'm just gonna be like that was a jab at Derek Jeter. I don't care. I don't care if it wasn't. I I think it was. But Joey, what was your thought when you heard the line?
3: Well, I'm seeing it kind of the other way. I'm seeing it like Yankees fans are the ones who are like, Did Manny seriously say that? Just another player? Yeah. And I'm seeing like people who actually watched it, more or less Sox fans, being like, No, that's not how he meant it. That's not that's not what he said. I understand why that quote is getting the attention it does, but I I understand what you're saying, where like there's there's an element that's an insult because what he he's kind of saying is he doesn't get as much attention strict for his on the field performance, right? If he's in Kansas city, but also like, is he the same player if he doesn't have the pressure and, and play for the team that he wanted to play? I mean, Jeter's dream was to be the Yankee shortstop, right? So like if he's on the tigers, you know, does he excel in that role? Like there's, there's a whole bunch of you You can have a whole conversation around it but I don't think at the core of it what Manny was getting at is I mean Jeter Jeter sucked people only cared because he was Yankee <laughs> I know
2: I know exactly what Manny meant and I know that there's still a chance that he meant it as a slight jab I mean yeah. this is Manny the guy that was holding up the sign that like Derek Jeter is playing golf right now like while they were at the World Series parade so like mm-hmm this is a guy that doesn't care to throw a couple jabs at Yankees players and understands the rivalry is all about or physical jabs at Yankees players. Yeah. Yeah. No, literally. And Mm -hmm. you know, he understands the madness of it and kind of goofing off with Yankee people. And I'm sure he heard every insult under the sun playing in the outfield at the old Yankee stadium. So like he gets it, but at its core, I think there is a slight jab in that he's implying that Derek Jeter needed the madness of New York, in order to lift his game to a level that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, like he like he wouldn't mm-hmm. have been good enough to be a first ballot Hall of Famer playing for the Royals, which you can do. I think people forget even if you're a bad team, and the Royals mm-hmm. have had some good teams. You know, they they won the World Series uh, quasi recently. Even if you're in that realm though of not one of the top tier teams, you can have Hall of Famers. You can have all time players. So I would like to believe. In some minuscule way, it was a little bit of a jab at Derek Jeter, which is totally fine. Yeah. I I don't think that's a problem. Everyone's running to be like, oh, he meant this, he meant that. It's like, what if he just meant Jeter needed New York to be Derek Jeter, which I think Mm
0: -hmm. he probably did. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
3: You know, yeah. especially at least in his playing days, like, oh, he's like a kid out there. Right. Kind of carefree, kind of whimsical, kind of goofy, uh, thoughtless sometimes, just like straight up ignorant and thoughtless and like not doing his job. But we love them for it. Um, but I think you can ascribe that same childlike uh, mentality to being a little bit. Um, I don't want to say petty, but petty, you know? maybe holding yeah. maybe holding a little bit of a grudge you know you 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 go to battle against somebody like you did in the early 2000s Sox and Yankees and you have Manny's brain do you walk away a little bitter i'd argue yeah. yeah enough to still throw a jab around when you get the chance you're on television you got a mic in front of you yeah i could see i could see him have having meant that is what i'm saying no absolutely and this is a guy that was in the
2: core of that rivalry and naturally is going to have some type of feelings about the New York Yankees. But yeah. all that to say, it was not meant as a jab. It was more of a Jeter benefited from New York. New York benefited from Jeter. And I like how he said it was obviously different playing in Cleveland versus playing in Boston. Like, you, he signs in 2000. I remember that. I remember saving the newspaper when they signed Manny to the eight-year deal and thinking mm-hmm. – this is the coolest thing of all time. We have one of the best hitters in baseball signing an enormous deal with the Boston Red Sox. Something I hadn't really seen much of. You know, in, in the '90s, it's not like they're bringing a bunch of studs over to Boston. Obviously, the you know acquisition of Pedro was enormous, but you drafted Nomar, Mo Vaughn was here. There, there weren't a, a long list of moves to get these big name guys, and then boom. You know, they get Manny in the building, sign him to the huge deal. I think, what, 140 million, whatever it was. I think it was and 160.
3: 160? Yeah, 20
2: a year, right? 20 a year. Yeah, so, so it was just, it was, a, it was a fun ride. It was a hell mm. of a ride to have Manny on the Red Sox. I'm happy that we can mm. be at a point now where you can come back to the park and it's all good, no bad blood. Because when he left with the Dodgers, I remember going to that series when he came back with the Dodgers. And it was like, it's kind of 50-50 cheers and boos. It yeah, was, was kind of right. right down the middle. And right. I felt awkward because I'm like, this is the guy that I had the poster on my wall growing mm-hmm. up. And it's, you know, we're booing him. Like, really? He got us a couple rings. Like, let's not do that. But
3: yeah, I mean, near the yeah, end of the- his time, he like he borderline demanded to be treated. You know, he wanted know. he wanted to be gone. And I think a lot of that comes from the pressure of the media. You know, obviously, Boston's a town that writes a lot, that cares a lot about its sports and whatnot. There's a lot more eyes. As he alluded to on the broadcast, right? So I mean, I, I could he seems like a guy who would get tired of that. So I'm sure that played into it, but it's also a great way to piss off the Boston faithful to say, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to be somewhere else. So and then he had Manny Wood and all
2: that. I mean, he he dominated right mm-hmm. when he got to LA. That yeah, part hurt a little yeah. bit.
3: Guy was on a legendary pace. But when he um, did sign here, um, do you remember? Uh, what his uh caveat was, like what like after he got the one hundred and sixty million dollar offer, what his uh, his like bargaining chip was like, I'll come here. But. I if you tell me, I'd remember, but not off the top of the dome, he wanted the Sox to also hire the equipment manager from the Indians.
0: It I was don't like know I, I don't it was like his
3: guy. Me, but... It was his guy. He like made Manny's protein shakes. He did BP with him. He's like the only guy I did BP with. And he's like, if I'm coming, will you will you give this guy a job too? <laughs> like, it's the only way I'm coming. And the socks were like, uh yeah, I guess we'll pay this guy, you know, forty <laughs> yeah, thousand dollars on top of this. Yeah, that's fine. It
2: is funny when that becomes part of the deal where you're like, if this is what's gonna hold it up, then whatever, we'll pay the guy. Sure. I don't, I don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. Um on that on that topic though, Joey, your favorite Manny being Manny moment, what would that be? Oh, well, I got a list here. I kind of want to run through favorite all favorite Manny uh, being Manny moment. God. What do you got, Joey?
3: This is a short Joey. Is this well? I wanted to run through all of them. I wanted to uh, scream through Joey, them at some point. The point, point here. is the favorite Manny being oh, Manny my, moment. My favorite one. Top um, three. I'll give you top okay, three. Okay. 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 No, know I got a favorite one. Um, he was on when he was with Cleveland. This is a story I learned way later. Cleveland. right? This didn't happen at the time. When, when he's with Cleveland, he's on a rehab assignment in the minors and uh, lost an earring on the base path. And after the game, he made the grounds crew and his team go out onto the field and comb through the dirt to look for his earring. And he told them it was like a $50,000 earring. And uh, they never found it, but he kept them out there for who knows how long. <laughs> screening through the dirt. I love that. That's your favorite it. one? That one's not I, bad. That's your that's your go-to? That, that's one that I think really illustrates who he was. Because he's on a minor league assignment. He's like pulling no, out know. these guys who were making, I'm sure at the time, $8,000 a year. And he's like, come yeah. look for my $50,000 earring.
2: I do wonder if any money was promised along with it. Like, if you find it, I'll, I'll give you something. No, Manny, probably not. I, I, a fun fact about money. Manny, and Cora has, has mentioned this to me before that Manny was one of like the cheapest dudes of all time. Like he, he would, he wouldn't pay for anything. Like they, they would take a a cab together to the road park and Manny would jump out of the cab
3: before (laughs) he could pay. And so Cora would have to pay for it. He one time asked a beat reporter to borrow 30 grand so he could buy a (laughs) motorcycle. It's like, what and the, the reporter's like, Manny, what are you talking about? And Manny would like leave cash around and stuff, like not cash, is checks, like just his checks in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Just never, like never cared about money. But then at a certain point, realize, like, wait, I, I do need that. I don't have it.
2: Yeah. That's, that is hilarious. I feel like once you have a certain amount of money in the bank account, you, it's just like, whatever. Like, I, I guess I have to care about yeah. this. But until it's like essential, it's not essential. But mm-hmm. being cheap is a specific thing. That's like, uh, That's a care thing. There's some care and lack thereof that comes along with that. So if you're jumping at a cab so that Alex Cora has to pay for it in 2007, that's a little bit ridiculous uh, Mm -hmm. considering he was a role guy. But, I mean, a cab's a cab. If you're a a big league ball player, that's nothing. Mm -hmm. But um, I got to say it's when he stayed in the Green Monster too long, considering this show's Inside the Monster. It's when Manny Ramirez stayed Inside the Monster for too long, and it delayed the game. And I remember Orisilla being like, Manny, wait, you know, what's, uh, you know, we're ready to go here. What's going on? And they looked out to left, and him and Jerry uh, shared a really good laugh when Manny finally was like, oh, my bad. Like, I guess we can play again now. So <laughs> they, threw, but, a the they endless, threw a pitch. They threw
3: a pitch with no left fielder.
2: It's hilarious. I mean, it's it's only Manny that that happens with. There's yeah. no way anyone else would probably even go inside the monster during the game. Like, it's no. that just doesn't, I understand it's a pitching change. Mm-hmm. but well it
3: wasn't he
2: thought it was i think
3: that, that he went oh in there yeah it was, it was a mound it was a
2: yeah that's right it was a mound visit and yeah
3: he's like oh okay i got time <laughs> and he was Didn't like he me? went in there to pee and then somebody brought up to him like hey manny there, there's no toilet in there and his yeah. answer was i figured it out <laughs>
2: i figured it out <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 Meaning the he pissed on the guy,
2: floor inside the mean, monster, monster guy just got to be like it has got manny's piss all over there like that's great man serious? thanks yeah, appreciate that. And I got the, the hottest money place there. in the world. Yeah, I got to put the numbers <laughs> up now and it smells like pee. It smells like New York in here. Um, yeah. yeah, I would say that one's up there. The high five in, in, in Baltimore is up there. But those are those mm-hmm. are the ones really. Um, yeah, I mean, kids these days won't understand just how awesome it was to have Manny and Poppy back to back in the lineup. Like you see the highlights and all that, but every night going to the park and getting to see that in person was just nuts. Like it wasn't, Mm -hmm. it wasn't comparable to anything you're going to see today. Like I, there's different versions of, I was going to say there's versions of it now, but I'm saying Manny and Dave Ortiz at their peak back to back, like give Mm -hmm. me a better back to back in baseball right now. I, I don't think it exists.
3: No, I mean, obviously there's a very comparable one as far as just like staying in this city. They're like having Devers Bogey back to back, but it's not. not, Let's 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 relax. Bogey comparing Bogey to Ortiz and Manny is not, they're just different players. They're different, yeah, different style of player, different style of hitter for sure. But I'm just saying, as far as production goes, yeah, yeah, guys, guys that could have 40 homers and 140
2: RBIs a year. Yeah, like that's right. Not Xander Bogarts, you know, no disrespect, but um, I did think it was interesting that Manny compared Devers to Poppy. That was Mm -hmm. high praise for a guy that hit right in front of him. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that was, it was just cool to have him in the booth and finally get him going. I was like, please tell me he's going to say some stuff because it started off so slow. He wasn't saying anything. And I'm like, this is going to be great. It's just going to be Millar like telling him what to say. And it's all going to be like, yeah, 04 was crazy, Mm -hmm. but. That was that was neat. But you got the trivia,
3: don't you, Joey? He's a, he's a shy guy. He wanted, He needed to loosen up a little bit. I do have trivia. Let me just run through this list real quick. This is going to take me two <laughs> I seconds. All to, right? I knew you I had to. I have to. Because you, got, you, you might learn something here, and I think you're going to be so stoked fast. about it. All right? Um, These are just some bullet points for anybody who wants to know some more things about Manny Ramirez. Um, Manny's family didn't know he played baseball until a friend of theirs saw on the news that he had been drafted. They didn't even know he played high school baseball. Yeah, that um, was wild. Uh, he hired a guy in Japan, a fan, out of the crowd, gave him hitting advice, hired him as his full-time hitting coach. Uh, he one time gave Petey a Rolex and then took it right back and smashed it. Um, <laughs> his uh, teammates all say that he was afraid of the dark. He one time stole a team bus in the minors in Cleveland. Uh, his Cleveland teammates all asked him to have his locker away from everyone else because he would steal all their clothes. Um, uh, during uh, I already said that... Um, Oh my god! The brawl with Clemens, where Clemens threw nowhere near his head—it's—and it, one of the funniest things of all time. So I, good, I, I
2: still remember that. My dad and I being like, "No, Manny,
3: no! What are you yeah, doing? That was not even close." close. Um, he named both of his first sons Manny Junior. Uh, and then he lied about his grandmother dying to miss uh, the All Star game. And then when they won in 04, George Bush joked about it. So those there are those are some uh, some Manny highlights for you. Um, now. If you do want to do some trivia here, Steve, if you want to One thing I'm pin sneaking pin. in real quick, Joey. Yeah, yeah. If we're listing them.
2: One thing I'm sneaking in real quick. My mm-hmm. favorite Manny thing ever. It's not necessarily a Manny being Manny thing, but he would intentionally miss a pitch to make the pitcher think that he couldn't hit it, and later in the count,
3: he would then crush that pitch. So, there mm-hmm. you go. All right. So, my, my question to you, Steve, uh just got me thinking about jersey numbers, right? Because we've seen one guy wear 24 since manny right the least that comes to mind right it's david price um but after manny left in 2009 a guy did wear 24. can you name who that was who wore 24 in 2009 after manny left um i
2: remember this because i think we did i think we did something on this but i'm i'm blanking on his first name it was like Saito. what's his uh Mm -hmm.
3: Is it Saito? Yeah, it's Takashi Saito. Takashi Saito. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So so that got me thinking. We are just talking about numbers and whatnot. So I wanted to ask you if you can, in order, name every player who has worn number five since Nomar left. Oh, in order? In order.
2: Oh, all right. This is not going to be the easiest thing. I know uh, Rocco... Uh, we had Rocco on section 10 and he gave us a whole story about it, about mm. calling Nomar and being like, you sure it's okay. And he was like, yeah, it's okay. So mm. Rocco was Rocco first. It, it was then Nick Punto. Yep. It was then Johnny Gomes. Yep. Um, Gomes, that would have been 13. Uh, who was after that? Then Alan Craig had it. Yep. Um, uh, I might get the order wrong here. It's Kinsler and Zue Lin. They're around the same
3: time. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that because it goes suway Kinsler, suway Like, so, bet, yeah. like I think, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then who else had it? Obviously, Kike now, but there's one mm-hmm. other guy that had There's it. one other guy in there.
3: 2020. Uh, oh, Pilar. Kevin Pilar. Yep. Boom. Wow.
2: There you wow. go. There you go.
3: I, I know, I know my fives. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the guys just... that you're worried about people thinking you have a jersey of when you wear a, <laughs> yeah, a number I five know. jersey around. Yeah. I just got two Nomar jerseys in the last couple of weeks because Mitchell and Ness released the
2: the '99 uh, batting practice, and then I think it was just even like the '90s batting practice. I don't know if it has the '99 patch on it, All Star mm. patch, but then the authentic 1997 nomar rookie year jersey which Mm -hmm. is now one of my favorite jerseys but yeah the fives are always always kill me we can do a whole nother show on that on how many people have gotten fives since he left but um but yeah that'll do it that'll do it for this itm short manny being manny joey and i figured this is this is itm short worthy this this is definitely a, a nice little hat tip to manny and a little breakdown of some of the quotes i'm i'm thankful we got the quotes because for, yeah. like I mentioned, for a little while there, it was like, this is going to be a waste of an interview in, in the booth here. But isn't that, I mean, that's another Manny being Manny thing where you just never know what version of him you're going to get. With Poppy, it's like, oh, you're always going to get Poppy, right? You're always going to get the vibrant, loud, loud in a good way, like guy mm. that's just bringing it. Big and Manny was, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, laughing, goofing off. And it's like, Manny's kind of slouched in the chair. And I'm like, Eck doesn't even know what to ask him right now. Talk about two different guys, Eckersley and, and Manny. But uh, but yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it for this ITM short. Next you will hear from Joey and I is after this Tigers series late on Wednesday night. For Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt, Go Sox, Kid.